This is Consider It, where we are considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 830-299-7505. Again, that's 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about our church and our ministry here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider The Anxiety and Depression Association of America, 40 million adults in the United States age 18 and older, or 18% of the whole population, struggle with anxiety. That's a huge population of uh, just our nation. Imagine the numbers worldwide. Where can we find hope and help in Christ when we're anxious? Welcome back to Consider It. Today, the question is one that we hear often, and it is, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety lately. Where can I find relief? Mm, That's a good question, yeah. And it is one that we hear often, you know, just being on church staff and talking with people, receiving connection cards. Yeah, I think we see this stuff coming through and maybe even more frequently as of late with COVID and things happening in the world. Um, we're hearing from people that they're dealing with anxiety or stress or worry or fear in greater degrees or at least more cognizant of it and um and so it is, it is very real. And, you know, the statistics are out there that, you know, many, many Americans are, are walking through seasons like this. And so it's no doubt, like as Christians, we're not, uh, you know, somehow like cured of all these things, right. you know, we're yeah. still in process. God is still sanctifying us. And so it is still real, um, uh, a, a real struggle. Um, but what I like about the question is they're, they're looking for relief. They want help. Like they That's don't right. want to just be stuck in this place of anxiety yeah. and uh, um, and thankfully because of Christ we do have hope and help right indeed um, and uh, and we, we don't just have to give way to anxiety as something being a uh, uh, you know characteristic of our life just like the 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 gear in which we operate you right know? like we the, oh she's just an anxious person is what people say Um which may might be true, there might be some dispositions in that way, right, yeah. but that doesn't mean that it has to enslave or uh, master somebody uh, with their with these you know, anxious, worry, fretful thoughts. And so, you know, you're the soul care guy, yeah. uh, Michael. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you probably, and you know, whether informally or formally, you uh, work with a lot of people in this way, and. I know, like this isn't a counseling session here in yeah. this in this podcast. I guess I could lay down on the couch and and uh, <laughs> we could make up a scenario here. Right. But yeah. you know, just as you think through these things, and we know there's all sorts of details. Like mm. each person's story and things is unique to them. Yeah. But are are there just like some starting places for somebody? Are there like how, how like how are we to think about anxiety? Are there some um, you know, some uh, some just basic ways of finding relief in the midst of anxiety that, you know, that just like are foundational or starting places for you as you're walking with somebody, even in the midst of their unique situation. Yeah, yeah I think just to start, um, you know, in the words of 
Bob Newhart, just stop it. <laughs> no, on a on a more right. serious note, you right. know that's that is kind of the stereotype of you know biblical counseling. It's like, oh well, if you're struggling with anxiety, just turn to you know Philippians four six and. Right. Stop being anxious. Right. Be anxious for nothing. That's right. Unfortunately, that is like the stereotype with biblical counseling. Yeah. I hate it. Just this cold, harsh, unfeeling, you know, very abrasive yeah. method of, of, uh, of counseling. And it's like taking the Bible and just beating people up with it or taking these verses and, and just like, just stop it. Stop it. That's and right. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, and there may be some counselors out there, biblical counselors yeah. out there like that. But that's not par for the course right. when it comes to biblical yeah, counseling. And the reality is there may come a time where in some situation that might be necessary yeah. in a loving, mm-hmm. gentle, you know, a Galatians 6 one type yeah, way. Sure. But I think when we read um, this Philippians 4 6, we have to recognize that, you know, Paul who wrote this is the same Paul that wrote First Thessalonians two eight and just talked about that he wanted to share his life and open up with people because of the love he had for right. them. Yeah, and so I think there's this balance of love and truth that um, that we want to to find that tension yeah. in there so that we can genuinely help people who are struggling with anxiety. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that you love First Thessalonians. I do five, yeah. um, and so you know it's just the call to really recognize where people are. Yeah, and then how to reach them and love them appropriately. Right, right. No matter what we're struggling with, I yeah. think is is yeah. that that's always our starting place. Yeah, but as, especially as Christians, like. Um, whether it's anxiety or anger or, you know, some sort of addiction, substance mm-hmm. abuse, things like that. Um, yeah, it, it's born out of love for one another. Right. I love you and I want best for you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that love means that I, you know, requires admonishing you or yeah. rebuking you or correcting you. But all out of love. Yeah. That doesn't give it excuse for just beating people up or, or you know, being right. harsh. Yeah. But it does mean we have to say the hard things sometimes. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to anxiety, I think even there, um, you know, our starting place needs to be especially gentle, mm-hmm. knowing that this is something that's happening in the soul, yeah. and we want to be careful um, as we are talking and counseling one another, whether it's just in an informal sense or a formal, like you know, you have a more formal uh, uh, relationship with right. people as yeah. you're counseling. Uh, but even just for Christians, you know, say, hey, your friend said, I'm really anxious right now. You're yeah. observing it. And you have the role of a quote unquote counselor yep. uh, in that way to point them back to the hope and help of Christ. And I think we need to come with just uh, gentleness. Yeah. Unless it is down the line to where now their anxiety is leading them into rebellion or foolishness to where they're, you know, just have isolating themselves, neglecting the gathering. They're neglecting, you know, just Christian obedience and they're and they're going off into other sin and stuff. Right. Then it might require a more firm hand and more firm voice um, with that. But our posture is always one of welcome and gentleness and openness uh, to to people uh, when they're, you know, when they're walking through these things. And so, right. 
What's um like as you as you're like thinking through these things, mm-hmm. then like what is like well, maybe we just need to even define like well what is anxiety? You know, does the Bible even talk about that? Because sometimes yeah. that's like a helpful. Thing. We use that term that you know we throw it around and like oh I'm feeling so anxious right now. Yeah, and someone just like throws it out there, and then the next person is like really really struggling and it's debilitating. They're like yeah. oh this is anxiety, and it's like well what is it? Is it a spectrum? Is there something? Is does scripture have any definitions for this? Yeah, and I think um, it. It's really important that we have a robust biblical theology and understanding so that we can handle it. Because like you said, anxiety is just thrown around all over the place. And without defining terms, it's like, how do we actually help somebody that's struggling um, with anxiety? And so um, I think Bob Kellerman is really helpful in this. um, And he talks about our emotions and you know our sinful emotions actually being a broken or a, a fallen emotion that is a, a good thing given by God. And so um, you know in the in the sense of um, anxiety, um, he argues that this good emotion given by God is is vigilance. Mm. It's this call, that you know, as Adam was called to to cultivate and to protect the garden, yeah. that protecting that vigilance, that watchful eye, yeah. um, that Adam was created with, yeah. um, was a good thing. Right. It allows us to respond yeah. to the things around us in a in a way um, that is, you know is quick and um, you know just kind of this this mindset of being on the alert, right. which we see. In right. Scripture, right? We're told to do that. Like that's yep. uh, you know New Testament language. Be on the alert. Yep. Yeah, uh, your enemy, the uh, you know, prowls around like a roaring lion. Yep. Yeah, and and so we are. So I like that because yeah. that's that's a, a positive thing. Like our emotions aren't all just bad. Right. God has given us the ability to feel and to think in this way in a very emotive uh, right. sense. But what happened is our emotions, like the rest of us, have been corrupted by sin, right? Right. And so uh, I, I think that's super helpful for people to see, well, okay, this is good in the sense of vigilance, alertness. But when it's corrupted by sin, then it crosses this line into sinful anxiety. Yeah, it's this sense of that we were created to be warriors, Yeah. this, this protection, this vigilance, but because of the fall... Yeah. It's now been turned to now we're warriors, right? We yeah. went from warriors to warriors. Yeah. And um, it's it's interesting, um, even as you mentioned at the beginning of this, um, you know, anxiety and anger. Yeah. And really those two things are, you know, kind of outward expressions yeah. of the same issues. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of that fight or flight. You know, the, yeah. the anger is the fight and yeah. the anxiety is the flight sure. um, in these things. And so, yeah. Um, and it comes back to like the heart issue yeah. then in, in that, like, where does it cross over? What is the, the, where, when it crosses over into sinful uh, anxiety is well at the heart is often a heart of fear yeah. or uh, a heart and a desire to sinfully control things, you know, where in the vigilant side, that, that's good, but it's it's also with the recognition like God is in control of all these things. Right. 
you know, like you said, Adam in the garden, all that stuff. This is he he was under the authority of God right. and wasn't trying to control things sinfully. Yeah. But then when he did that self-exaltation, that mm-hmm. pride and arrogance in his heart, he needed to control all these things because it uh, was out of his hand. It wasn't going according to his plan and all those things. Then it turned into anxiety. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lee Lewis has been really helpful in my own thinking on these things because he 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 uh, uh, says that God didn't give us like a framework to carry that kind of worry. Yeah, he didn't give us a framework to carry that kind of control. We we weren't created for it. And when uh, the Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, then that corrupted all of that. And so even in anxiety, it's one of God's like alarms to bringing us to a place that to for us to acknowledge, hey, we're not in control here. Yeah. Yeah, and so even God taking then this this is just the wisdom and kindness and the goodness of God to take what has been corrupted, using that as like an alarm to bring us back across the line into you know godly vigilance and godly alertness. Yeah, absolutely. And MacArthur says something similar. He's like, he said, you know, anxiety happens when we choose to be mastered by our circumstances hmm. instead of God. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, it becomes this red flag, this banner waving before us to say, hey, something's not right. right. Like, yeah, let's let's get your attention and focus why these anxieties or or even the angers are rising up in our hearts so that it will expose that that root issue. Right. That really right. is what we want to get down to. Right. In the secular counseling world, you know, they'll kind of categorize things as like anxiety disorders. Right. You know, in the ADAA, uh, they, you know, say anxiety disorders, 40 million Americans, uh, you know, struggle with this. And we're, you know, in the biblical counseling world, we're hesitant to use the term disorders because it's, uh, you know, there's just a lot of things tangled up in in that. And so not that there aren't disorders and things, but but we're just we want to be very careful of just labeling something like that because it's a. you know, there's just a lot wrapped up in that. But what is what's ironic in this is because in the secular world they would, they would classify things as anxiety disorders, and yet in the wisdom of God, when we are feeling anxious, it is that alarm that we're talking about that something in our heart and mind is disordered. Yeah. That uh, we are maybe maybe we're doubting the character of God. Maybe we're trying to control things that uh, only God can control. That we are um, we 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 are trying to um, uh, you know to manipulate a, a situation in such a way, and God's just like rooting that out so kindly. Yeah. And so that anxiety is actually pressing us into prayer. It's pre- pressing yeah. us back into the Lord. Which you know, if, ironically, we're quoted Philippians 4, 6, that's the whole thing when Paul's like, don't be anxious about anything, but let it really then, but rather pray about everything. And so now what that doesn't mean is that prayer is just like, hey, go pray five minutes and all your worries will be cured. Like, hey, go take this pill and all your pain's going to go away. Go and pray. No, God can and does do that sometimes. Like, man, we just need to get on our knees before the Lord and those feelings of anxiety and worry do go away. But the, but the oomph behind that is it is when a, an anxiety rises up, that's the alarm to say, hey, I need to seek the Lord in this. Something I'm looking too closely at myself, 
I'm looking, I'm trying to control things or whatever it might be. I'm trying to carry something that I'm not meant to carry. I've crossed the line over into sinfulness mm-hmm. here and I need to, I need to get back to the Lord. I need to, I need to pursue the Lord in, uh, in, in prayer and in through his community and through the word and through all of these uh, things and yeah. something is disordered yeah. in my heart and mind about all this. Right. And so, you know, just in thinking about going to the Lord and, and prayer, it's a recognition that there is a God yeah. and, and we're not him. Right. Yeah. And so I think, uh, you know, just first Corinthians 16, um, 13 and 14 come to mind, you know, it's talking about being on guard, standing firm in the faith being courageous, being strong and doing everything in love. Yeah. And so it's just a recognition that like we can't do these things on our own and yet we're called to do them. And so there's just this this call as a, a Christian to say, you know, as we feel anxiety and a lot of times anxiety comes from feeling like we're in control and we have to do these things. Yeah. Right, but what is you know what is First Corinthians sixteen says? It says, "Stand firm in yeah. the faith." Like yeah. that's showing a trust and a confidence right. in the Lord. Right, and so I think that's helpful. Right, and sometimes we just need to command our heart in that way. Like yeah. I need to stand firm in this. I'm feeling anxious, yeah. and there's like a personal responsibility that we're just commanding our heart to do that. Yeah. But the reality is, especially if, you know, in the in the midst of this, we don't want to just be callous to this, is sometimes even that we're just not at a place to. We're too fragile. We're, we're yeah. you know, we're just we're just kind of weak in, in the midst of our anxiety. Yeah. And this is where the body of Christ is yeah. so helpful. This is what gets me fired up. This yeah. is the idea of soul care. Right. Right. And yeah. why we, we need to have a robust theology and an understanding yeah. of just anxiety and yeah. the fallenness of the world that we live in. Right. But then also like, what, it, what are we called to do as right. believers? What sets us apart right. from the rest of the world right. in this? Right. Uh, yeah. The, these days aren't any more unique than any other season in the history of the world. Right. You know, humans have always dealt with anxiety, you know, different circumstances, different trials, you know, where once upon a time they were, you know, uh, in uh, days before houses and technology and all the advancements that we know and love today, you know, they were, they were anxious about where would they get their food? Where would they find shelter, you know, tonight? And so there are always circumstantial things in life uh, that cause us anxiety the reality is just, well, or the question then is, well, where am I going to find the relief? And we would say, well, we need to go to the Lord ultimately, because the Lord is, is uh, you know, the, the source of our relief. He is our help and our deliverer. He is our shield. He is our protection. He is the one who changes our mind. He is the one who changes our heart uh, ultimately in all these things. Um, but it does uh, kind of bring up a, a, another part of the question here. It's like, well, uh, you know, when we find relief, is there any, you know, can can we look to other things? You know, like I'm taking anxiety medicine. Hmm. Should I, uh, you know, is that sinful of me? Is that not trusting the Lord if I'm taking anxiety medicine? Or I've gone to see a therapist uh, for my stress and worry and anxiety. You know, can right. they can they offer any sort of of relief in this way? You know? Right. Yeah, and, and that's a 
that's just a very important question mm-hmm. because in in one sense, I mean, we think about, you know, Romans 14 and, you know, Christian liberty. And yeah. so I think as we think about this, yeah. the answer is probably going to be a little bit different for sure. each individual, yeah. right? And based on our convictions, if we go against our convictions, then, you know, we, we find ourselves in sin. But um, I think, you know, short answer is these things, these um, medications, the, you know, psychology by God's common grace. Yeah. They have their place and can be useful to an extent. Yeah. If we recognize what they are for what they are. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we get this question even here as the church. People want to know like what we believe on this. Yeah. On our website, we have a statement uh, uh, on our counseling philosophy that really upholds the sufficiency of Scripture yeah. and the authority of God in our lives and, uh, and, and really just seeks to place the behavioral sciences, mm-hmm. psychology, you know, social sciences, things like that, um, uh, in its just rightful place, the prioritizing it in our life and, and trying to, uh, I'd say, biblically so, protect the priority and the authority of God and his word. We are his creation. He is the creator. He knows us unlike any other human can know us. And uh, he knows us in our inmost being. And so we just don't want to get that out of order. Right. Because if we are, or if we're going to someone who says they are the authority in this, then uh, yes, it can be helpful. Yeah but it isn't going to necessarily give us the full transformation that we are longing for. Right. I think we have to remember that ultimately as believers, we're called to obey the Lord. Yeah. Right. And as we talked about before, these anxieties, when they start to, to rise up in us, yeah. it's often, you know, it's often that red flag that says, Hey, you're not doing that. Right. And so we don't want to, to mask that we don't want to, you know, try to put a bandaid on a on a gaping wound. Right. In that regard. Yeah. But sometimes we have to recognize that the the physical fallenness of the world, our physical bodies, yeah, are affected by that. And right. you know, it could be a you know, it could be a thyroid issue or a diet issue or not getting enough sleep issue. Like right. there's so many physical aspects yeah. that come in that sometimes like a physical doctor right. or a medication is necessary to help, right. um, you know, to, to help the human body operate in a function and where counseling yeah. can come alongside and, and work with the soul. Right. 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 And I think that's super important to, uh, for uh, anybody listening to this and for we ourselves to just remind ourselves, like as biblical counselors, as people who love the Lord, we recognize yeah. the uh, totality of humanity, that right. we are soul and body. There is an immaterial aspect to us and a material, a physical and a spiritual side to us. And so our counsel and our work, like, yeah, we're not like anti-medicine in this stuff, you know, we're not anti, um, uh, uh, you know, therapies and things, 
But we do need to just keep it in priority because our soul is eternal. Yeah. Our bodies are wasting away. Yeah. Our bodies are going to go away, but our soul will last forever. Um, and we actually get new glorified bodies in heaven. Praise God. For I know. That, I look right? forward to that. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, and so even like our statement, these things like, you know, just to be like real clear. No, you're you are most likely not sinning if you're taking medication. Right. You know you have not been in outright blatant sin if you went to see a secular counselor, a therapist, or something like that. Now, where you could have crossed the line is if you're looking to that as the, like, end-all, be-all solution. Right. And dismissing the spiritual thing that God was trying to do in you as well through that. Yeah, and I think, you know, just in our microwave society, we're, we're looking for the quick fix. Right. You know, I just want to be done with this. Give me the medication I can take so I can get on with my life. Right. But like you said, then, you know, we, we look at it that way and we miss the spiritual blessings right. that God is doing in the midst of our suffering. For sure. That thinking like, well, just take this medicine and you'll be fine is just as dangerous as the person saying, hey, memorize this verse and, you know, yeah. and, and everything will be fine. It's it's. It's, it's too simple. It's, it's just, we're not... Yeah, it's putting our hope in something other than Jesus Christ. Right. 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 And so we... we there, there are times where, like you said, where medicine and things are involved. Yeah. But really, especially as believers, when the goal in these things is transformation, the yeah. goal is sanctification yeah. in, uh, over and above everything else. Yeah. And so we have to have the these things in the right place as... as as well as using some of the other means of God's grace to help us get the hope and help we need. Right. But otherwise, it's it's kind of like this. I use this example here. You know, if we're only using unbiblical, you know, secular therapies and things, it's a, they can be helpful for uh, for God's people to cope right. with something. You're dealing with anxiety. Well, here's some techniques to cope with these these things. But see, that's not what we're. That's not the end. In as as Christians, we have hope in Christ. We are new creations. We are being conformed to Christ in one degree of glory to the next. And so, life isn't just about coping right. with things that have happened to you or things that you're feeling and doing. No, we can actually say no to them. They can be part of our past, or they can at least be diminished in their hold over us or the uh, or the frequency and the intensity in which we are struggling with them. Right. And so uh, so they can be helpful for healing. But take, for example, like if you break your leg, mm-hmm. you're going to go to the doctor and uh, they're going to put a cast on, on your leg or right. whatever. That cast is there to help you cope with moving around and to minimizing the pain until your body that God has created does its internal work to heal right. what has been broken. Yeah, the, the cast isn't magically healing the bone, right? No, no yeah. it is helping you cope with moving and getting through life so what's internal can also do its thing. Yeah. And the same is with our soul. Hmm. Yeah, the broken places in our soul, like anxiety, you know, like we just talked about, there's good things in it. It's been broken, corrupted right. by sin. It's moved across that line. And there are some things, yes, that, uh, you know, behavioral sciences and whatever can offer to us to to cope with that, right. but internally the Lord has to do that work, right. and He does that through prayer, through the Scriptures, through meeting with God's people, through yeah. uh, setting our minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Colossians yeah. three says, and all the the things that we're doing there. But the Lord has to do that work right. in our heart, 
and we don't just want we can't perpetually be just wearing a cast around our soul right uh, yeah. in this way yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i think one of the things that we need to recognize about anxiety is that it breeds anxiety you know mm-hmm. as we become anxious mm-hmm. it just breeds more anxiousness within us and so yeah. you know it's this concept of put off and put on yeah. right that we see in scripture and so like when we think about anxiety, it's not just what is it and you know, how do we handle it? And you just said, it, you know, fixing our eyes on the things above. You know, Philippians 4, 8 says to fix our eyes on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, pure, you know, lovely. Mm. Um, and so there's this this idea that when we recognize this anxiousness, yeah, instead of dwelling in that there's there's kind of this cycle of pursuit and desire and it's Mm -hmm. like we desire what we pursue and then we pursue what we desire and there's just this cyclical motion Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like the chicken and the egg what comes first Mm. pursuits or desires that's right and so the answer is we don't really know but if we start to change those and fix our eyes on christ and fix our eyes on whatever is true and honorable then we pursue those things. Those become our desires. And so this circular anxiousness within us can be put off. Yeah. And we can put on, you know, these things that Scripture right. tells us are good. Right. But since you, you know, you're quoting from Philippians 4, you know, which we keep going back to. <laughs> right. that, and don't be anxious, praying about these things, then yeah. dwell on these things. Yeah. And then the next verse in verse 9 Paul says, these things you've seen and heard in me, practice these things, yeah. you know, and then the God of peace will be with you, yeah. which is so interesting here because not that it's a works righteousness, not that there's anything, but there is a discipline that we're, that we're required of all, you know, all of our uh, spiritual growth yeah. and our maturity in the Lord that Paul's like, hey, you've seen me do this. Now you put it into practice. Yeah. And it's the same way, you know, in uh, like sports, we're, we're trying to learn a new skill. It's like practice, practice, practice. We have to do it, you know. And if we don't, then we just can't. We continue to fail at it. It's like, no, if you want to make that throw, throw that, you know, throw that pitch you know, a hundred times yeah. this week and you will continue to make strides in it. You'll continue to get better. Yeah. And then we can coach in the mechanics and all the, the different things in order to improve in that. But it does just take discipline or practice in order to dwell on these things, knowing that, man, it's been corrupted. We don't just come out of the womb, uh, you know, perfect and able to do these things. We we are in constant state of growth. Yeah. And I I keep mentioning Kellerman in this because he's got this great little booklet on anxiety that I Mm -hmm. highly recommend. But Mm -hmm. another thing that he says in that. Is that, you know, our fear says, I can't do this. Yeah. But Christ says, you can do all things yeah. through me. And yeah. it's just a reminder that we can face our fears. We can go to the hard things, not in our own strength, yeah. but our in our dependence mm. on him. And I think the worst thing that we can do is to, like, minimize or to try to internalize our anxiety or our fear or worry because the enemy just loves to separate us and, you know, cause us to get caught up in that cycle again. Right. But it's when we can come to a brother or sister and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I don't even know how to pray right now, but would you pray with me? And that's the beauty of 
the body. That's the beauty of mutual, you know, soul care in the church. Yeah, um, that we can pick each other up in these moments and and carry each other along and bear each other's burdens. Right, right. It's just it's the beauty of the gospel. What yeah. God has done in our life to set us free, and then He has given us all that we need for life and godliness. Yeah. And so. This has been a great discussion. Uh, I hope we've uh, provided some help to you if you find yourself in this place uh, of dealing with anxiety and walking through these seasons, whether intensely right now or maybe you're in a place of, of blessing uh, and, uh, and, and it's not uh, you know, dominating your life right now. But uh, uh, if, you, if you are uh, in this season and you're looking for relief, uh, let me just uh, end with uh, this summary here. We've got some great resources for you. Uh, Michael mentioned the booklet Anxiety by Bob Kellerman. Uh, there's another booklet called Fear by Lou Priolo. Super helpful here. And uh, um, and that is just for your personal reading. But really what we would uh, invite you to do is, one, get in a small group, talk with God's people about their, uh, his means you know, for your care on an ongoing basis as well. If you're in an intense you know, a season of this and want some more specific help, you can reach out to us at the church and we have folks that uh, Michael included, but others that uh, can walk with you more specifically and intensely uh, in uh, this uh, in the struggle with uh, anxiety or fear or worry, and uh, um, and we would love to to walk alongside you in these things. If you are walking with a friend in this way, we've got other great resources and how you can be a a, a, a friend and a counselor and a, a help. Uh, with uh, a loved one that's walking through this season as well. If you have any other questions about uh, counseling and what's you know what's going on here, what do we believe as a church? We'd love to take that as well. Um, you can reach out to us or send in your questions, and just maybe we'll consider it on the show. Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, where we are considering your questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church of New Braunfels, Texas. If you would like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about our church and the ministry here, visit redemption.bible. Thank you for your support and listening. Join us next time as we consider it.